0: Thanks, Mike, for finally letting me tour the Cage Club Podcast Network studios.
1: No problem, Brian, but hey, could you not tell Joey? He hates it when you mess around with his stuff.
0: Whew! Is that every Nick Cage movie ever? Yep.
1: From fast times to massive talent, this network is pretty much the house that Nikki Coppola built.
0: Hey, what about over there? Where do those stairs go?
1: On a podcast, this is Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, the cut by cut Francis Ford Coppola podcast, a Cage Club network production. This episode is brought to you by Gusti Sapore, Sicilian cannoli shells imported from Sicily. Gusti Sapore's cannoli shells are hand rolled and fried to a golden brown perfection
0: these cannolis seems like it took forever right the cannoli but they're, they're here the cannolis are delicious the oh. the giusto the <laughs> cannolis they're they're amazing you know i got my uh uncle francis wine here from the oh, coppola what are you vineyards drinking? what are you drinking I am. today so the friend from the francis freud coppola winery of course yeah today we've got the archimedes this is a 2018 Archimedes. One welcomed by the enticing aromas of cocoa, toffee, and raisins. I felt like it was appropriate for the episode. You know, something high class, something fancy, something California.
1: Brian, what you what you, you know got, what Mike? I'm what drinking? are you drinking today? Mm, I got a nice mm, big mm, cup mm, of mm. coffee here. Mm, mm, mm. And this cup of coffee is actually being sponsored by. Cupola Coffee in Burnt Hills, New York, inviting an artistic coffee shop in Burnt Hills, friendly and welcoming specialty coffees, tea and no. You know, I, so, I can't
0: believe that we've done, what, 15 or 20 or 25 episodes of this podcast. We've had, we had, we had I forget. no I can't sponsors until today. And now we have a cannoli sponsor <laughs> and a coffee sponsor. Everybody coming through. April is a new month for the show. You know, all these nephews out there, they know what's up. It's, it's, it's a really good time to be. <laughs> A listener to Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, we got all these sponsors. Like they, they know that this is the place to be.
1: The the bag, the the coffee cup overfloweth today. It does. It absolutely does. So um, yeah, we just, you know, everybody just came through.
0: And you know, if you don't have the money to sponsor us, like Coppola Coffee, like Giusto Sapore, you know, keep your friends close, your fellow podcasters closer. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. While you're there, give us a five star rating or positive review. Tell a friend about Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar. Follow us on social media. I'm at my at O oh Rodriguez on Twitter. You're at the Mikester on Twitter. We're Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar on Instagram. Mike, social media is blowing up. Our episodes, people are listening. I saw. People are responding. People are talking about us. People all of care our fans.
1: Amazing response to the last episode. It was it was probably the best episode we ever made.
0: Until this one. This is definitely the best episode we've ever done. I know that, you know, we're only a couple minutes in, but...
1: I'm so excited for today. I'm so excited. This this might have been the best movie we watched so far. It's it, it, I'm mind-blown at how good this movie was. We had
0: Lauren Michaels himself comment on our last Instagram, because we, we just did the most recent episode we just did about the episode of Saturday Night Live. You remember that episode. We had Christian Larson on the episode.
1: I had no, yeah, I had no idea that that existed until we did and the you, episode.
0: You loved, crazy. you had, you it had nothing crazy. but good things to say about that episode.
1: Yeah, because it was incredible. The whole thing was just mind-blowing.
0: Lauren said, wow, you guys did it. I don't do the impression. Mike, you're the impression guy. Can you do your Lauren impression?
1: <laughs> I think, I think that one's retired. Okay, okay. After sorry. last week, I, I, I started us out with an impression today but i i think that that one is is done
0: it was you're smart i think you don't want to overdo it like you 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 know when to use it it's like a tactical strike exactly yeah but yeah lauren was so proud of us that he was like this is one of my favorite episodes i love what we did with it you guys did such justice people were loving it like this it's the 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 you know what you know what
1: brian brian you know what what's that mike why i love the last episode so much yeah is because I got to, to be myself. You know, you, you, yeah, I, I would agree. I feel like I can really just express myself here and talking about SNL with you. And just like it was such a great episode of SNL and an episode of the podcast. Henry. Like,
0: it was just. Henry. Was just... Hold on. Sorry. Hold, sorry. Sorry, Mike. Hold on. Henry. <laughs> Henry. <laughs> sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Henry. Okay. Sorry. What, what were we- you saying? As I was saying, like I was just so
1: stoked last time for that episode. So I'm glad that it, you know, it went over great, and we got all these posi- all this positive feedback.
0: I love it. Well, you know, I think the only way to to move forward is to move forward. Let's stop talking about the last episode. Let's talk about this episode. We need to open the merch stand. <laughs> Come walk this way. Take a look. We put the picture's name on everything. Merchandising. Merchandising. Where the real money from the movie is made.
1: Okay, welcome to Mike's Merchandise Corner. Yes. And today we have a very, very special collection for you. What
0: do you find today? You're you're always so good at finding these things. I'm curious what you find for the Bling Ring. Did we talk about that? Have we even mentioned what we're doing? We're covering the Bling Ring. This is our first okay. Coppola movie. No. <laughs>
1: Sorry, no. We didn't we didn't mention there's, that. There's but yes. so much
0: to do here at the top of the show. We didn't even mention what we're doing. We're doing Sophia Coppola's twenty thirteen film. And you know, Coppola, the name right there in the podcast. This is an Uncle Francis podcast, but we're doing Sophia Coppola today, daughter yes. of Fran. And Mike, I know that when you and Joey did Cage Club, we talked Domina, yes, you talked about Domino. You talked about her her actress, her as an actress, and you know, we've talked about her on your show, Third Time's to Charm. We're gonna talk about her again here when we go to The Godfather three. Like the, the there's a lot of mystique and aura built up around Sophia Coppola, but we're doing her first directorial not her not her first movie, but the first movie on the podcast, and I'm just so excited.
1: Ooh. I'm I'm soaked. I love this movie so much. I loved yeah. I loved everything about it, but but we'll get into that when we get into the episode.
0: Okay. So what do you have? What do right you find? Now. What is your what's in Mike's merchandising corner today?
1: So I'm glad i I'm glad you used the word find because I have <laughs> I found a trunk full of goods here uh some some merchandise you you or th- or any of our listeners might want to buy it's um some some rolexes some christian Louboutins, and and some a sort of jewelry that Ooh. i found yeah I don't know where it came from and because I don't want to post this online, you can email me directly at michaelmanzie at gmail dot com <laughs> If you would like to, you know, make an offering for any of this merchandise that I have for sale, it's highly discounted. I think it's all genuine, pretty much. So you know what
0: I what I love about this, Mike, is that you're so entrepreneurial. You know, you, we've always exactly known what you've done for work. All these, years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I, I in my in my very busy schedule. I had a lot of time this week, so um, I reached out, got some sponsors, got I mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. I started a business, and so if anybody wants to buy any highly discounted genuine merchandise, reminder to email Michael at Gmail dot com,
0: or you can always reach out to us at Uncle Francis's Wine Seller at gmail.com or High School Slumber Party at gmail.com if you want to just yes. get in touch with me,
1: or the Breakup Pod at <laughs> Gmail dot com or. <laughs>
0: That's so exciting, but I think, like, you know, you, now that you, you have, you, you you mentioned on the show that you're you walk that a dog walker now, you've got the, uh, the yeah. job at the tattoo parlor, and now you're opening yep. your own jewelry store. Like, it's, you know, I'm just so proud of you that you really blossomed. Like, you, this show has really helped you become who you always wanted to be. Like, you're, mm-hmm. it, you really feel mm. like a new person on this show.
1: Yeah, I, f- I feel a little different today. But, I mean, nothing out of the ordinary, yeah. you know. Well, I'm just just drinking my coffee, getting back to baseline. I'm doing good. Cup, couple of coffee,
0: couple of coffee. Well, you know what we have to do next,
1: right? Where in the world is the Godfather streaming?
0: Well, you know that last year we had such every episode, every single episode is a different place a different place. This year, the streak alive. Did the streak once continue? Again. The streak continues. The Godfather is still on Peacock. Mike, can you believe it? Another episode in a row. The Godfather is still on Peacock if you want to stream it. Go to Peacock, it's there.
1: Well, as I said last time, I I don't know if it'll last there forever, but um yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear it's still there and there's somewhere to watch it. So now it's time for the news. It's
0: Megalopolis News Corner. This is, so you know, we've been talking here every episode. Francis Ford Coppola is spending $100 million to make this movie. This is his white whale, his passion project. He loves it. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm so excited to talk about it. Mike, I got big news for you today. What? According to worldofreal.com, Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis has finished filming. What? Remember in January when the trades claimed this film was in danger of not being completed? now it's yes. been completed. The cinematic heavens are are rejoicing today francis for coppola has wrapped production uncle francis of course on all the main parts of megalopolis well that sounds to me like it does not finished the recording just, you know i assume a very lengthy post-production process will now commence especially after coppola confirmed this will be a 2024 release anywhere between 15 to 20 months brian mike
1: i can't believe it's it. crazy
0: right can you can you, i i know you just said you can't believe it but can you believe it
1: i'm gonna make a bold prediction here what's that I think that this is going to be the best Francis Ford Coppola movie ever. I am so excited for it.
0: Mike, you're always so excited. That's what I love about you. That's what I love about this show. You're <laughs> always so passionate about things. But we we've done three episodes in The Godfather. We've done. We've got The Godfather two coming up. We got Uncle. We got Apocalypse yeah. Now. You think you're you're telling me here on Uncle Francis's wine cellar for all the nephews in front of all the nep- in front of God in front of all the nephews that you, Mike Mancy, Michael at gmail.com, you think Megalopolis would be better than all those <laughs> other movies?
1: Brian, I honestly think it might.
0: You know what? I think you're crazy, but I love it.
1: <laughs> save it for save it for the episode. Save it for the episode, but yes, but we'll talk about it.
0: And you know we're going to talk about it because this is the cut by cut. I, you know, what I want is I want Megalopolis to come out in theaters, and then I want Megalopolis to have the director's cut. Then I want him to recut it. I want to talk about. It every, I can't. Oh my Mike, I can't wait to talk about this view. This is going Brian, to be the culmination – we this this is the this is the best time this is the best moment in the history of podcasting and we could ever do an Uncle Francis podcast. This is the best time to be alive.
1: It's the it's the most excited I've ever been. It's honestly the most excited I've ever
0: been. It's crazy. I am so excited. And you out there, <laughs> the nephews, you're right here along with us. We thank each and every one of you. It's it's the best.
1: Brian, I have a question. you' say what's that? Where do you think Megalopolis will be first streaming?
0: Oh, 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 uh,
1: Criterion channel,
0: Francis Plus, who knows? You know, every, every, there episode, might be a Francis Plus. Wow, we talked about a couple episodes ago. There's MGM Plus now, it has Rocky. You know, you, you, Mike, have made jokes on here about like Max Plus, HBO Plus, whatever. You're, you're, you brought you're up the, the Pluto the, channel the last it.
1: time. I, I brought up the Pluto channel last time that, like, that, that yeah, maybe it'll just be on. Uncle Francis's Pluto channel.
0: Do you? I don't know. Can you? Can you imagine? <laughs> if comes out straight to Pluto, the <laughs> only <Older laughs> way to watch it is with ads.
1: Wild. I'd be really excited. I'd be so excited if that happened. Oh,
0: you know, wherever it winds up, you know, we're going to cover it right here. At Uncle Francis's wine cellar. The nephews out there, hit that like, hit that subscribe. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening, leave a five star review, please, and thank you. All right, I think. You know, you know what we're doing here, Mike? You know what we're doing? You know what this whole thing is? No, what? It's your favorite thing. We're planning the show on the show.
1: We, we all, like, yeah, because when Megalopolis comes out, the, like, the first cut, not the director's cut. Yeah. We'll cover that immediately.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I think what we have to do, we have to do the thing that the, the, the guys over at Too Fast Two Forever do, is when they go to the see guys? the movie. Yeah, those guys. You know them. Uh, when they go see the movie, in the parking lot, they record an episode. We should do that. We should do a field trip. Any nephews out there who want to go to the, the movie with us, we have to go to be there with bells on. Maybe Kyle, the, fruits man, the Fruity Films man Ooh, himself. I'll bring burn. a
1: bottle of Ford Coppola wine. Oh. Oh no! I have a cup of coffee. You, Brian, you should bring a bottle of Ford Coppola wine. Oh, I'm gonna sneak that
0: wine in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're gonna have cannolis. I know that I'm oh, lactose intolerant. Well, I have talked about it on here on the show, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna do it for Francis. I'm gonna do it for the nephews. I'm gonna make sure that this is the movie to end all movies. You, we maybe we'll do a live event. Can you I'm imagine? So but can if it's you on imagine Pluto, if we do a live stream? Brian,
1: Brian, you know we sh- What's that what we should do? We should invite everyone to come watch Megalopolis with. Us, uh-huh, uh-huh. but at your house. Ooh. So put an open invite out yeah. to everyone that listens to this show to specifically come to your house and watch the movie live in your living room with them. And, and you should buy food for all of them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right here, right now, I promise okay. to all the nephews I will open my door to anyone who wants to show up. I will feed you. I will drink you. That's not the verb, but you know what I mean. Yes. Google food and beverages on me, Brian Rodriguez at oh my Rodriguez on Twitter, at, <laughs> at high school slumber party on Instagram. I will do everything in my power to make this special for you. Whatever you want. If you want you want jewelry, I'll buy you jewelry. I'll buy your jewelry from you, Mike, and give it to them. Whatever they want. A free
1: jewelry included in your free ticket to watch the movie at brian's actual house mike
0: when will there ever be another movie of this magnitude
1: i don't know i'm so excited for it it's
0: gonna be it's it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so good i can't wait i literally can't wait brian yeah yes mike
1: i had an idea because we're talking about planning the show of course
0: yeah your favorite thing to do
1: we should spend a little time in Each episode, if not most of the episode, talking about our political views.
0: Mike, I think that's a great idea.
1: I often wonder if there's a space where two guys like us and the nephews Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. could come together and share our voices and what we think about
0: the social climate today. So let me me see if I get this straight, okay? You're saying that guys like us have had
1: underrepresented. It's
0: been too difficult for us for too long. We need a platform for our voices. Yes. Historically, podcast has not been a medium for white guys or for uh, whatever I am. (laughs) Podcast has not been a medium for straight guys, uh, you know, in their 30s or 40s. Um, Yeah, you know, New York, New Jersey, you know, East Coast places where nobody lives. Right. So what you're saying is we should use this platform that Uncle Francis has given us for the nephews and we should talk politics. I I I think this is the best idea.
1: Honestly, I would be so excited. If that's what this podcast became.
0: Do you have uh, to- specific topics in mind? Like, who would you... who? Okay, Mike, here's 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 a question. Oh, God. Who would be your <laughs> dream first guest? If you could interview anybody on this show, who would it be? And why? Joe Rogan. Okay. Same page.
1: So, so you're getting the vision.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know he would do it, because you know that Joe Rogan is a big Francis head. He's a nephew. He's a
1: huge. But also, I think that he... Because of all of this plethora of feedback we've been getting, yeah. I think that he would really like to tap into our audience.
0: I think you're absolutely for the, for right. For the fandom. Yes.
1: Like, you know, like, maybe there's somebody that listens to us that has never heard of Joe Rogan.
0: He's a nephew. He wants to connect with other nephews. It makes all the sense exactly. in the world.
1: Yeah. So that's, ultimately, that's that's my dream for the, the future of this show. All Brian. I know
0: is that when we start having these guys on Talk Politics, Joey too fast too forever he's never welcome
1: not invited absolutely not those guys on too fast too forever not welcome
0: no we don't like them
1: nope
0: you know what i was thinking we were talking on facebook you and me before we started recording this episode and you had an idea for a new segment you were calling it the cop the the Coppola corner and this is where you're gonna go out there you're gonna find news that's not necessarily about the movies but, you know, we've talked about, we've we spent so much time talking about the family. The family's so big. The family's going to come into play here on this movie, The Bling Ring. You know, the movie directed by Sofia Coppola that we definitely introduced at the top of the show. You found something out there for someone who has not made a movie yet, who might make a movie someday. Who knows? What did you find, Mike? What is this at first? And you're telling me that you're going to do this every single episode, The Coppola Corner.
1: I, I promise to do this every single episode for as long as this show runs, I will find news about a derivative family member of the Coppola family and report it um, to you every episode from now on. Forever. I love it. I
0: love it. So, what do you have? Yeah, what do you have today? I, what's, your, what's the first thing you found for the Coppola Corner?
1: You know, when I when I was using Twitter today, I found this video of Sophia Coppola's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's originally from TikTok, and she deleted it. And it was about her trying to... Very on brand here, Brian. Very on brand. She's trying to make vodka sauce. Yeah, she's making pasta with vodka sauce. This video is incredible. It's probably the best video I've ever seen. She doesn't know the difference between garlic and onions. She she admits she had to Google what an onion looked like before the video.
0: That, this is crazy. This is the daughter of the most prominent... The granddaughter of the most prominent Italian American filmmaker ever. And she's telling me that she doesn't know what an onion is? Come on. She's
1: no idea. No idea. And then she's cutting it. It's clearly a shallot. It's a shallot, which is also not an onion. Same family. It's crazy. Different. It's crazy. Different. Yeah. And then she, you know, we see her babysitter's boyfriend.
0: The weirdest part of the video. Oh, yeah, that's Very my babysitter's weird. boyfriend. This girl is like, what, 15, 16?
1: She's 16,
0: yeah. yeah. So she's got a babysitter still.
1: Well, okay, so so the comments underneath it address this, and they're like, well, her mom is <laughs> Sophia Coppola, and her dad is the lead singer of Phoenix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why she also poses with a Grammy in the video. Yep. We didn't address the big part of this <laughs> video, which is that she's at home trying to make vodka sauce because she used her dad's credit card mm-hmm. to charter a helicopter She try to charter to a helicopter have, <laughs> to have lunch with her friend from camp,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is just sounds like sounds like something all the nephews would want to do.
0: I can't think of a better thing, and I think she said she was flying from, like, New York to Maryland or something like that, right? Like, it was, it just yeah. seems like you just, it, it's its a jaunt that any nephew would do. Brian. Yes, Mike.
1: If it took a helicopter, charter, using my dad's credit card to come see you, I would do it.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Do you Wait, do you want to have the, should we have the Megalopolis party at your house?
1: Okay, no. It's going to be at your house, but I would like to, I have an addendum. Okay. If you live very far away, mm-hmm. Brian will send – will charter a helicopter to pick you up so that you
0: Whoa, 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 have... whoa, 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 So whoa. So the addendum here <laughs> is that I'm paying even more money. What are you doing here, Mike? Uh, hosting. I thought it, am I, you're hosting at my house. Yes. Henry. Henry. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yes. I'm going to be hosting – And you're going to be doing the financial backing of it. Use your dad's credit card, like Sophia Coppola's daughter. We'll put it on
0: the Cage Club Podcast Network Black Card. Joey won't mind.
1: Let's get Joey's. Yeah, let's get Joey's card. That works. I like that. I
0: have so many pranks. I'm going to fuck with him so bad. He's so easy to make fun of. (laughs) He
1: is actually really easy to make fun of.
0: (laughs) He's so sensitive. He's Doesn't so take easy a joke to make well. Fun of. <laughs>
1: He's so easy to make fun of. Boy. Uh, Shoot. Sure, sure. Okay, that's that wraps up our first annual forever. The first epi- installment. Segment. The first, first installment.
0: The first cut. cut. It's a cut by the cut Francis cut. Ford Bo Copla podcast.
1: Of Copla's Corner. Do you like that segment, Brian?
0: I love that segment. I think I can't wait to hear you do this every episode from here on out. Until the end Perfect. of time. Every episode, Copla Corner. At least
1: until we have the fully paid-for party at your house for Megalopolis.
0: Yes. Put on the Cage Club Black Card. Absolutely. Exactly. Should we yeah. talk about the movie that we're here to talk about? <laughs> we could do that. Yeah, we, we definitely can. So, I'm going to borrow something from my other podcast, High School Summer Party, the podcast for me and some of my teenage my friends from my teen- when you know, that whole thing. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. Look, I, I got the back of the DVD case. Are you ready for this? I'm going to read what this movie's about from the back of the DVD case. Please,
1: please read it, Brian. Sorry.
0: Based on actual events, a group of fame-obsessed teenagers living in the suburbs of Los Angeles use the internet to track celebrities' whereabouts in order to rob their empty homes. Ringleader Rebecca, Katie Chang, leads Mark, Israel Broussard, Nikki, Emma Watson, Sam, Thaisa Farmiga, and Chloe, Claire Julian, on the ultimate heist of designer clothes and jewelry. And what starts out as teenage fun quickly spins out of control.
1: Brian, I love this movie.
0: What's your history with this movie?
1: I was introduced to this movie by the Podfather himself, Joey Lewandowski. Great guy, and kind of annoying. Great guy though. <laughs> pretty, pretty annoying. He's I, I find him very grating at times. I do. Uh, <laughs> so I was introduced to this movie by him, and um, is that I true? Just loved it. He he definitely introduced this to me. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brian, I have a question. Yeah. It's gonna sound something really dumb, like something Joe 2 would say or something. But is it is this the first big A twenty four movie that came out? Right, this was I'm like so, the, the... I'm so
0: glad you asked that. I have I have a lot of research okay. about this. We're, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. The, the short answer is no, but pretty close.
1: I feel like this and Spring Breakers came out around the same, same time. Year. Like yep. a, mm-hmm. Same year. Yep. Same year. Even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like maybe a year apart. Was this first? This was first, and then Spring Breakers came second, right?
0: so spring breakers actually i think spring breakers came out first so the bling ring comes out 2013 this movie comes out in the u.s june 4th 2013 the wide release of this june 21st 2013 spring breakers comes out the the fall before but only like limited and then it's limited at south by southwest Spring Breakers comes out three months before this. Spring Breakers comes out in March of 2013. This comes out in June of 2013. Oh, right, because you know a week or two ago, Spring Breakers just had its 10th anniversary. So we know that. That's
1: right. That's right, yeah. So
0: yeah, so this comes out three months after Spring Breakers, but it's basically the same season, the season of giving.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So there's, okay, so here's, here's a little bit of background, because you know I love my research. I, exhaustive research. Okay. If Nicole wasn't home, I would podcast every single night. I love I, I love that I know I love watching movies yeah. I love researching movies I love talking to you I love talking to you Mike I love talking to the guys over too fast too forever I like bullying them into making them watch shit it's it's the best it, yeah so this movie directed by Sofia Coppola Domino herself daughter to Uncle Francis our first movie of hers so she was previously married did you know who she was married to before she was married to Thomas Mars
1: I feel like I should know this but I do not today
0: she was married to Spike Jones oh so you know what that you know what that means mike we have to do all his movies too once we do the francis movies the Sophia movies the mark coppola movies the roman coppola movies the schwartzman movies the cage he's movies essentially
1: a coppola he's a coppola yeah.
0: he's an honorary coppola so it's written by coppola herself yes. also written by nancy joe sales who wrote the article the suspects wore louboutins so she gets a writing credit as well did you know though so this movie is basically based on an article right too Fast, Too Forever, that's a whole podcast based on an article, Eraser X. You know what I mean? So like, this is the same movie. Those guys should be covering this movie. We shouldn't be doing that. Those guys should be doing it.
1: They don't have the mental fortitude to handle a movie like They're this.
0: They're dumb. This is, <laughs> this is an elevated podcast. That's gutter trash.
1: We're drinking wine here. Well, I'm
0: drinking, drinking wine. Drinking you're drinking coffee.
1: Coffee here. I was getting to that part, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I'm drinking coffee here like this is a sophisticated podcast.
0: I did find really interesting trivia about this, which I thought was very funny made me laugh out loud. This is the first film with Emma Watson not based on a book. It's still based on an article, but everything she'd done is Yeah, this it's point, based on a writing. Yeah, it's, it's not still, like, a, yeah, it's like it's like it's not based on a book, but still like it's like the next step down. It's like like <laughs> yeah. magazine. Cool, got it.
1: Yeah, you're like she's never been in an episode of TV before that was on TV and you're like
0: what? So, okay, so this was, I don't know if you noticed this when you watched it, because did you watch this with Robin?
1: I, I did. I watched this. What did I, Robin I think? I did. Does Robin like this movie? Yeah, Robin, I think, really enjoyed this movie. Didn't say much, but I think she enjoyed it, yeah.
0: So, I don't know. How if, did
1: Nicole, did Nicole watch it? Did she like it?
0: Nicole hates everything I like.
1: She's probably working
0: anyway. She was saving lives. She's a hero.
1: She is a hero. She is.
0: Nicole is so much better than me in every single way.
1: That—that <laughs> That is probably true.
0: So I don't know if you noticed know when you watch this with Robin, but it was shot by Harris Savides and Christopher Blavelt. I don't know if you pronounce that. Whatever. French name. Maybe two French names. Two guys. I don't know. Two guys. Okay. Harris Savides, though. And I'm like, this is weird. Because I don't know you, know. you generally don't have two guys doing the cinematography. As you know, Mike, you went to film school. You don't have two guys doing cinematography because, like, it's... You're actually, like, physically crafting the shots and everything. So it's, like, it's weird to have two. But Harris Savides, this is so sad. This is so sad. He got terminally ill during at the end of principal photography he died while this is being made so the beginning of this movie it's directed by d- dedicated to him mm. so he passed away they brought in this guy christopher blue Belt. but of note harris savita co- uh, shot somewhere sofia Coppola movie we'll talk about down the road he also okay. covered zodiac and he also covered one of joe two's favorite movies the game
1: oh joe two does love the game I bet he would be really, really excited to talk about the game. As excited as I am to talk about this movie. But I know for a fact that that's probably Joe Two's like, top five favorite movies.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's nuts.
0: So the new guy they bring in who shoot the movie, he did mid-90s. That Jonah Hill skateboarding movie that came out. He did the movie Emma. He also did the movie First Cow. Shot by two different guys, which is crazy. So it's produced by Roman Coppola, who, of course... Sophia's sister or Sophia's brother Francis Ford's son so in 20 December of 2011 so like a year and a half before this comes out it was reported that Sophia Coppola Domino was developing a screenplay for a film based on the bling ring burglars we haven't even talked about this this is based on real life based based on true stories so to be directed and produced by herself so her father uncle Francis the namesake for this podcast Executive produced the movie through American Zoetrope. We talk about American Zoetrope all the time. And then in April of 2012, about a year before this comes out... Financing had been set up with Nala Films, and Roman Coppola would also serve as producer. So if you look at Roman Coppola, and this is what I was talking about before, what I teased before when you asked the question about A24. So he was yes. an associate producer on Rumble Fish, which you would have done with Joey on Cage Club, a Nicolas Cage movie that Uncle Francis directed. Yeah, He's also did that, yeah. Mostly, he does a lot of work with Wes Anderson, who's not a nephew, but he's an honorary nephew because he's like – Roman has worked with him on Darjeeling Limited and Moonrise Kingdom and Isle of Dogs and French Dispatch and the upcoming Asteroid City, like all these things. Jason Schwartzman, cousin of Nicolas Cage, you know, he's a nephew. They're all over there. But of note, one of, if not the first ever A24 movie, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Mike, but it's a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan III, which I have not seen I don't know if Joey's Ooh. seen. He's a real letterbox nerd. He might have seen. I'm not sure if he has or not yet. But Roman Coppola wrote, directed, and produced this. And that, I think, is of note because it's often listed as one of the very first A24 movies. And that comes out a year before The Bling Ring. So this is one of the very first A24 movies that's even more but Like first. the first
1: big one, right? This is like the first like This hit. and Spring
0: Breakers, yeah. Like A24, like, you know, the, 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 the movie nerds over on Letterboxd, like, they love A24. You throw A24 up there, there's like... Yes. One give you my money i just love this so much but like it's it's kind of it's the quality has sort of gone down a little bit because they're just they're making so many movies uh but back then it was banger after banger after banger and bling ring and spring breakers i think really helped put them on the map in terms of you know who they were because this movie had an eight million dollar budget and made more than 20 million dollars worldwide so like this was a hit you know it's not a huge hit but it's definitely a hit
1: yeah and i'm i'm sure it's probably made more money since then huh like i mean probably like that's especially as people like go back and r- discover A24 or had discovered A24 I'm sure that they like went backwards.
0: So this the one more thing that I have before we can get into this movie so the soundtrack was supervised by frequent Coppola collaborator Brian Wrightzel, Sofia Sophia Coppola. So the score was written by this guy in a in a collaboration with Daniel Lopatin who is records on record the name 10 oh, oh, tricks point never. But Coppola, as we talked about before, as you mentioned before, in the Coppola corner, everyone's favorite new segment, she is married to Thomas Mars, the lead singer of the band Phoenix, and they contributed the title track from their album bankrupt, which is in this movie. What's also interesting to me is that Claire Julian, who plays Chloe, uh, the blonde, who's not Emma Watson and not Thaisa Farmiga, yes. but the other blonde. She's yes. only been in three things ever. She's been in this movie, as Chloe. She's in the Dark Knight Rises as Maid number three, M A I D number three. And she's in the music video for a Phoenix song that came out this year called Chloroform. I don't know that she's an actor, she's not in any CVs and any other movies, but between 2012 and 2013, she was in three different things, including two, you know, Coppola things. So maybe once we do the Sophia Coppola things, we can do the Thomas Morris thing, we can do the, the Phoenix thing. Who knows? But this movie, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 33% 33% by the audience. Not very good. People don't love it. 66 on Metacritic, 2.9 by the nerds over at Letterboxd, a little bit lower than I would have thought. But I think Mike, same. Mike, what did you think of, I know you said this, you love it, but like, tell me, what do you love about The Bling Ring?
1: First of all, just really excited to talk about this movie. But I like the way it was shot, honestly. Yeah. I, even with the two cinematographers, I think it looks beautiful. I think the acting is good. I like seeing Emma Watson do the Valley Girl impression like I did at the beginning of the episode. Um, that's like a lot of fun. The only thing that I was thinking while Mm -hmm. watching this movie with Robin was... Tell me, Mike. How easy it seemed that they just got into these fucking houses, right? Yeah. It seemed, like, mind-blowingly easy for them to just be like, oh, this person's clearly at this party, and then we're just going to show up to their house, and the front door's unlocked, or, like, the key's under the mat, and they just walk in. So this is a thing... And then steal shit.
0: This is a thing that, like... I've heard that one of Joey's favorite podcasts, Who Weekly talked about recently, where oh, okay. a lot of people, celebrities especially now, I think have learned because of stuff like this, that they don't post about things until they're back from the thing. Yes. And even smart. like normal yeah. people like you and me, Mike, uh, we don't like, it's it's smart to not post about your trip because if if you're posting like Instagrams of you in Paris, people are going to know that when you're at, there, people can step into your house and just steal your stuff. They can steal all your DVDs.
1: They definitely can. Yeah. It's it's much smarter to do that. Um I like using my uh, lights on a timer. That works for yeah. all the nephews out there if you're if you're going on vacation. You're so your tech savvy,
0: on. Mike. That's what I love about you. <laughs> that's
1: a that's a that's a pro tip from the micster to you. Set your lights Wait, on a timer. Wait, speaking
0: of the Mikester, do you have any plans to return to your DJ roots?
1: You know what, Brian? I think I can commit right now. Yeah. to Trying to become a full-time DJ from this moment That on.
0: is so exciting, Mike. I was hoping you were going to say that.
1: Yeah, I think that right now, that is going to be what all of my focus is from here on out. Besides besides Uncle Francis, a wine cellar. So you got Uncle Francis, besides you got
0: your jewelry side hustle, and you got DJing.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: I love it. That's the passion that I like to see you bring to Uncle Francis. That's what I love about the show. You can really I'm be very you. You about can be it. you. You can you'd have these ideas to better yourself. It's it's so exciting.
1: It's very very exciting. Brian. Yeah, Mike. Another thought that I had mm-hmm. when I was well, how, wanna, how do you want to how do you want to talk about this? Do you want to save save it for the episode or do you want to
0: no, I think we should just dive in. Like, let's let's just you know favorite scenes. Jump in. Like, uh, we're not going to go okay, scene by scene. Favorite if, scenes. If thank looking, you. If you want to go scene by scene. That's not this podcast. We're going to talk about the things that we love. Okay, that
1: that works for me. One of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. in this movie is when he's dancing in like the camera view to what was the song? Drop Sorry, it, low. I, that, it was a little to drop it low. That's that's yeah. a little too young for me you know i'm a bit older that that's like a little too new but when he's when he's dancing to that song i couldn't help but think about the boys over at too fast too
0: forever oh yeah why was that because
1: this really reminds me of the vin diesel video that he shot
0: well you know singing in black and white you know vin loves Mm. music
1: and the movies and the movies
0: yeah, I think that's a very good idea. And I think, you know, it's it's really kind of a bummer that Joe Two is not here today because I know that he would say this soundtrack, banger after banger. We got so many great hits on here. I wonder we if he got would like it. Drop yeah. it low. We got Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse, we've got, you know, every Sing single song that's on here. It starts out with sleigh bells. Like it's 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 great. It's 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 peak 2013 cinema. It's a 24 that I can I, I'm surprised that the nerds at Letterboxd don't like it more because it feels like this is right. up. It feels like it's a movie that was made for them.
1: You know what? I think this might be the best soundtrack ever in a movie.
0: Really? That's, uh, you know, whoa. I mean, whoa. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Mike, <laughs> you're talking crazy. <laughs> you're talking crazy, Mike. Are you, are you serious? Brian, it
1: literally might be the best soundtrack in a movie ever, uh,
0: of all time. I think that's a bold statement. I think you might be right. Who did you, who from this movie, I know that you've seen, you've seen so many movies. You're, you're like a walking film encyclopedia, but who from this movie did you recognize? I know like there's something, you know, they're younger people. You're a little bit of an older person, but who did you, who did you notice from the Who did you recognize from this movie? (laughs)
1: Leslie Mann. I recognize Mm -hmm, her. mm -hmm, mm I, I, I recognize pretty much all of the background and side characters, but I, I'm not going to list them here. Just, just know that I did know exactly who they were and all the other movies that they're in, but we don't have time for that right now.
0: Okay. Because Sophia Coppola, this this is what I think is fascinating. Like, I think that this is like a, a thing that maybe she learned from Uncle Francis looking for that naturalism, but she wanted to use young, unknown actors aside from Emma Watson, Hermione, of course, who yeah. were the same age as the real kids because of the freshness they brought to the film. And I think that's something that A24 does a lot, you know, like American Honey. They do that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, under the skin, they use a lot of natural actors that don't even know they were in a movie. Like, I think that this is something that, like, th- this type of cinema, this is like something that we're cutting edge at. Like, it- it's it's because of people like Uncle Francis laying the roots in the 70s and 80s and 90s that these filmmakers are able to do something that's sort of natural. You know, when Kyle and I talked on, on PSL of Hoffman, we talked about the no wave movement. It-, it feels like this is just a- such a direct descendant of that, where it's like there's the cinema and the cinema verite. and like, it's just, you-, you know what I'm talking about, Mike?
1: I know exactly what you're talking about, Brian. Thank you. Brian, in your research, did you come across anything that tells you what Paris Hilton thinks about this movie? Because she's like a predominant character.
0: Well, I know that she okayed it because they shot that scene at her actual house. They didn't recreate that. That wasn't a set. They shot that at her actual house. So I think this is – Mike – we're skating to where the puck's gonna be. Like this is this is why we work. You and me. This is the best we can be. We can both be ourselves. Like we make each other better. This I is feel great. Like, yeah. Paris Hilton cameo in the movie. Uh, yes. Kirsten Dunst cameo was not the original yes. script in that same thing. She just visited Sophia on set because, as you know, we'll talk about down the road. She was in the Virgin Suicides, which Joey's going to cover over on 1999 the podcast with John Brooks, who will never be on the show. We also got Maria Antoinette Kirsten Dunst, the star of that movie. So she's been in two Sofia Coppola movies. This is the third movie that she's in. She's just got a very small cameo. But I think they're just like friends. I think they're just friendly. I think they just like hanging out. And it feels like... This, you know, I, I would guess, Mike, this might be some kind of a closure for Paris Hilton, right? Because, like, she's robbed, she's traumatized, Maybe. and this is kind of, like, putting a clo- like a bookend on that. And, I, you know, I was actually wondering, I don't know if you're going to watch this, because I know that you are older, and I know that this is for the young kids. I don't know if you watch Euphoria or not, but do you know about this new show that The weekend has coming to HBO called The Idol? Have you heard about this? Do you know about this show, The Idol? Ooh,
1: I think I saw an article that was, like... Sex in it, or like (laughs) somebody? What? What? No, I mean honestly, (laughs) like there is some article about like that. What were they treating the actress badly or something? What was happening? I don't.
0: So there's a lot of backlash that that show right now because. It they seems re- like,
1: Don't they have, like, a new person rewriting it completely, essentially? There's a
0: lot of drama. So the reason I bring it up here is because I think that the Bling Ring and the Idol at their core, and sort of Spring Breakers, too, like, they're satirizing the thing that people think they're glorifying. Like, I think if dummies watch this movie, they could be like, oh, like, look how cool it looks to rob people's houses. But it's just like, no, like, that's not the point of the movie, right?
1: I was actually going to say this. Like, when I'm watching this movie... And they're, like, at the club doing drugs. It's one of the least sexy depictions of people partying I've ever seen in a film. In a weird way, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you get, like, a lot of movies that'll have, like, somebody, like, overdose or something like that. And that's, like, scary and weird. But, like, they're not doing that here. They're just, like, doing cocaine and, like, jumping around and drinking at a club and being fancy, wearing nice clothes and stuff. But also, it's, like, it it seems... I don't know how you do it, but they shot it so fucking flat that it doesn't feel fun.
0: Well, I think that's what's interesting is that like, you look at like these people and it seems like they're having such a glamorous life, but it feels like they they don't like it doesn't seem like anything satisfies them, right? Like they go to this house and they steal a thing and they're like, all right, on to get. the next one. Like it's just like like the one girl, like you know, they they love Lindsay Lohan, right? But. Yes. We, don't, we never, she never gets that closure of like what Lindsay Lohan thinks about her. Like at the end when she gets arrested, spoiler alert, we're jumping to the end of the movie here. I'm sorry about that. But again, if you, if you, if you want to go scene by scene, n- different podcast. Um, but at the end she's like, what did Lindsay say? And Like we don't hear what Lindsay said. Like we don't know. And I just feel like they want this, they want to be recognized, they want to be noticed. And like, I don't think this movie is about going viral, but I think if this came a few years later, if, if it was, this is based in like 2008, 2009, if this all happened, like they're on MySpace or on Facebook, but I feel like it's it predates Twitter, it way predates TikTok, and I feel like if, it, if they yeah. did this thing later, I think the movie would be very, very different. It would be more like that movie Nerve with Emma Roberts, not Emma Watson, where it's like about, you know, the game and going viral and trying to be like an internet sensation where it's the same kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, when we were talking about this in the group chat... I was thinking, man, that moron Joe 2 probably mixed up Emma Roberts and Emma Watson the whole time watch- if he would watch this movie. <laughs> and he would probably be really nervous to talk about it to confuse their names. But that's not us. That's not us here. I'm
0: just glad that Joe 2 doesn't also think about Emmy Rossum from Shameless because that name's too similar no, also. No,
1: she's, she's distinct. That's a, it's similar, but, but that one, you know, I'm sure he can keep separate. But Emma Watson Emma Roberts, I bet he would mix them up a bunch mike
0: i just had the best idea you gave me the best idea what spin-off podcast for you and me so we got uncle francis here right yes we also have aunt julia we get the julia roberts movies because aunt julia is emma emma roberts aunt julia roberts aunt julia julia roberts brother eric roberts has here we're gonna play a guessing game how many credits do you think eric roberts has i have a
1: better i have a better guessing game brian it's how many of these Instagram handles do you already have?
0: Mike, I own them all. <laughs> I think, okay, so he, he, this ties in, because Eric Roberts in The Dark Knight, uh, we talked about The Dark Knight Rises before with Maiden Number 3. Yes,
1: true, yeah.
0: I think they talked about this one time on Too Fast Too Forever. Do you want to guess how many credits Eric Roberts, brother of Julia Roberts, how many credits are on his IMDb? Mm, the,
1: the one movie, the other seven
0: you're a little bit low guess again nine including the movies including the 101 movies that are upcoming that he's in that have not been released yet upcoming he has 721 credits
1: i was close
0: you had seven
1: yeah i was i was right like i just couldn't
0: draw it out so i think what we do we do uncle francis Then alongside, we do Aunt Julia's Wine Party or something. Keep the wine going, right? And we do Julia Roberts movies. We do Eric Roberts movies. We do Emma Roberts movies. We got nieces. We got the nephews.
1: I like it. The the family reunion.
0: So here's a question that I never thought about for the show before. We got Uncle Francis. We call our listeners the nephews. Nieces have uncles, too. Why don't we say nieces?
1: the the Nephi what is the plural is there is there a combo plural a gender ne- neutral nephews?
0: Ooh, hold on yes gender neutral niece nephew nibbling ni-
1: the nibblings that's way better That that's... doesn't sound creepy at all like... I think that we should <laughs> affirm that we that we now only refer to our listeners as nibblings
0: the child of one sibling is a niece or a nephew instead of a niece or nephew is a nibbling. It was coined in the early nineteen fifties, believe it or not. That was relatively obscure for several decades before being revived in recent years. And Merriam Webster's the whole thing about that. I kind of like that though. Nibbling—it's a terrible name, but I like the idea.
1: Has bad mouth feel.
0: And pibbling is a parent's sibling, so pibblings and nibblings.
1: So so if you have a, if you have like a non binary
0: non binary aunt or uncle, you know, in, in lieu of that would be your that's pibbling. your pibbling. Yeah.
1: Okay, pibblings up.
0: Parent, sibling,
1: or yeah, parent, or
0: I guess because niece and nephew are both of ends. I don't know, I feel like the English language has some things to work out, but nibbling and pibbling.
1: I like that. We discovered something new, we're breaking new ground here. We got
0: sponsors here, we got a new segment here, we got new words here. It's great. So, we got Israel Broussard as Mark Hall here, he's based on Nick Prugo. We got Katie Chang as Rebecca on based on Rachel Lee, we got Emma Watson as Nicolette Nikki Moore based on Alexis Niers. We got Taissa Farmiga as Sam Moore based in Tess Taylor. I really wish Joey was here from Too Fast to Forever. Because did you know that he he told me this once at, my, at his barbecue? I only what? go to those barbecues because I feel bad for him. I, I, I don't like making the drive. I don't like the food. I think they're Kinda a waste of time.
1: Yeah, they're, they're pretty boring.
0: Did you know that in his fifth grade class, Taissa Farmiga's older brother, Alex, was in that class with him?
1: That's a very interesting fact for you to remember about your friend.
0: I I like to think of myself as a good friend.
1: Yeah, you are. And when You're people tell friend. me things,
0: I just remember because I Steel Trap. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like, Joey's fifth grade class stories. So
0: basically, a couple years after he had class with Alex, Vera Farmiga, the more famous older sister, was in The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio... All those and people. And he was still in class with her. No, they moved out. They were like, we, we got to get out of here.
1: Yeah, because they were in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, in the middle of the, middle of nowhere in New Jersey. And then we got Claire Julian, who I talked about before, as Chloe Tanner. Um, Gavin Rossdale, formerly yeah. Gwen Stefani's husband, is the terrible actor who you, is the club owner here. We have Leslie oh, Mann, yeah. who you mentioned before. And we got Mark Coppola, who plays the main guy's dad, Israel Broussard's dad, Um. Mark Copla is Cage's brother. He's a nephew as well. He's a, he's in the family.
1: I would yes, I I obviously knew that, but um, I don't think he looks like Nick at all.
0: The the, the fa- that family is wild. This family is wild. That's why that's, that's why there's so much interesting things here in Uncle Francis's wine cellar. We got so many family relations to talk about. So many family relations to cover. There's always something exciting going on. Two other names that the guys over on Too Fast Too Forever would be very interested in. You might have seen her in the beginning. Playing Amanda here is Halston Sage. She plays Zac Efron's girlfriend in Neighbors.
1: The, the, the Zach Attack guys would love they would, that.
0: They would love that. They should be here right now. But do you remember very early in the movie when Mark, the character Mark, shows up to school and he's a new kid and he's kind of getting picked on and bullied. And some yes. girl like throws an elbow in the hallway and she's like, watch it, new kid. That was Halston Sage.
1: Oh, huh. I was thinking about this. I've never been a new kid at a school. I've also never seen a new kid get, like, blatantly picked on for being a new kid at school.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, it, it feels... It oh, feels like a movie, thing, like a movie me, thing right? It feels like something that I would cover on High School Summer Party, the podcast where me and some of my friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films.
1: Yeah, can you list all the films where people get bullied in from high school movies and the ones that you
0: covered? Mike, we don't have time for that here. Go check out the catalog, go check out the archive, cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me. There's also one other person in this movie who plays Beach Girl... She's on the beach when they're on the beach. Micah Monroe, who was also in oh. a Zeph movie that they covered at any price where he's a race car driver in Iowa or whatever. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, that movie. I remember but that Monroe, movie. Micah yeah. Monroe,
0: also in The Guest and also in It Follows, two of Joey's favorite movies. So Micah Monroe, very, very small part. She's kind of walking through frame here. But before she kind of popped and got big in a couple of years, she got a very small part in Bling Ring. So shout out to her.
1: Yeah, shout out to her. That's awesome.
0: So I think that you know, I think there's like an interesting thing here about. Let's talk about that new kid thing that you just mentioned before. Who knows if they get bullied or not? But I think it's interesting that like, I was trying to I was trying to figure out as I was watching this, as I was taking my notes, as I was drinking my Uncle Francis wine, as I was sitting here with Nicole casting scorn for me wasting another night of my life podcasting. Are the kids that were following? the rich kids in school or is everyone in school rich because it kind of feels like everyone in school is rich
1: it feels like everyone in school is rich and the new kid is the only one that's like not rich
0: but i think he's also kind of well he's at least he's got rich or he knows how to navigate around rich friends right because he's like
1: but i think that i think that uh... I think that he's lying about who his dad is. Okay. I think that that's what they're alluding to in the film. I I never read the article.
0: Neither did I. I don't know how to read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's canon. <valid. laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's that's how it works.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know. I think I because what's what's kind of interesting to me is that like you don't really learn a lot about any of these characters at all. Like you kind of learn a little bit about Emma Watson. I have to keep checking myself and not say her Emma Roberts now. You learn yeah. a little bit about her family. You have Leslie Mann as the, her mother who like praises the secret. Like she's all about the secret and manifesting yeah, what she's you believe in them
1: based on the secret.
0: Mm-hmm. They, go to, they go to some incredible. church that's based on the secret, right? But like you know that they took in Thaisa Farmiga, but like that's kind of the extent of it. Like even with like at the end of the movie when they're like when she's trying to explain and they're like no 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 we don't want to hear about her we want to hear about you she's like no I kind of want to hear about her though like I want to know anything about any of these characters and they don't really so like I don't know if that main kid is lying or not because like it doesn't matter like they're all just kind of like wanna be aspiring stars kind of in the yeah, start of the really social media. Excited. Yeah.
1: He's really really excited that like he got all these Facebook friends and like that's what he's talking about with the person interviewing them like it throughout the movie. Which I thought was a therapist at the beginning.
0: Right, but that's like a, it's, it's like a criminal something like an in a, a maybe a police officer like they we find out that the interview he's giving at the beginning is actually at the end after he's been arrested, right? Or maybe he's
1: yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I actually really that's like part of this movie that I enjoy is that like you don't unpack them yeah. because they're so fucking vapid, like they just are. So like by not giving them the shine that they want, mm-hmm. it's an interesting take on this movie. Like it's not like these are their motivations and stuff. They're just like fucking teenagers dicking off and like trying to be famous and stealing shit from people's houses and then partying. And like I kind of yeah. I think it, it's better to not do them justice by, like, trying to unpack their emotions and motivations and just to show them being shitbags, in my opinion.
0: You know, these people, like, I think that the movie is doing a very conscious effort to, like, to what you're saying, to not go below the surface. Like, they're just, like, these people are only... They only care about how they look, what they, how they're seen, the surface level, everything. And I think that by not digging deeper, I think it keeps there. I think it's a very smart thing. I think that's another thing that Sophia Coppola learned from her dad, right? Or the great uncle Francis. Yeah. Like she knows how to tell a story here like this. I also do think that these girls in real life, cause I want to make sure that we remember that this is based on a true story, not just a movie. But I think that they kind of, you can follow a direct path from them to Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. Do you know Anna Delvey? Do you know about Anna Delvey? No, who is this? So she was a con artist. She's been she was she was she was this girl which who, like— a con artist though. She pervaded like upper echelons of New York culture in the mid twenty tens. Uh there's a show on Netflix, I think it came out last year, called Inventing Anna with Julia Garner played yes. her. Okay, that's
1: what I thought. Okay, got But on. I think it's yes. like
0: this kind of like wannabe aspiring, like the most important thing in the world is how I am seen, who I am seen with.
1: hundred percent they're stealing they're literally stealing clothes and jewelry and things to like flex so like yeah it makes total sense so i think
0: that that there's a direct path there from these kind of characters to her so on and so forth and i think there's something really interesting because i think what what's interesting to me about this movie is that it's set in that time period where like they're they have blackberries, like they don't have iPhones. Like there's no re- oh, yeah. there's no front-facing cameras. so like when they're taking selfies in the club, like they can't see how they look. Like it just feels like a very of a time and a place.
1: It does. I was thinking about that too as I'm watching this. Like, can you imagine if they would have had Instagram or TikTok or like just like any of these things? Because this is this is the time when you'd carry around. A camera and then upload yeah. the pictures to Facebook. Mike, like, that's were, you what you in, had. were you
0: in college when Facebook came out? Were you were you college age or were you too old? Because I know that you were born in the 1940s when Facebook was around. Do you remember like going to a party and taking a hundred pictures and uploading all 100 of those pictures to Facebook?
1: Brian, you know I'm I'm not very good at social media.
0: But do you remember when other people did that?
1: Yeah, I, I remember.
0: Does that seem crazy now?
1: It. it absolutely does. That you can't just fucking tap 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 shoot it off from your phone right as you take it but i think
0: just even that the fact that they were doing a hundred instead of just like one like here's this party here's me and my girls or even like an instagram story or something where it's not even permanent but like you put a you put a a facebook album with a hundred pictures shot on your it's like
1: fridays with like Mm tildes and asterisks
0: it's crazy right and that's what they're doing here They, they show like these old fashioned uploaders on facebook like uploading their pictures like it's crazy
1: You know what else is really funny is that we don't see a lot today is that they're like drinking and doing drugs in these pictures on Facebook and everybody's like, whoa, 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 today. They're like, yeah, your boss might see this, you know, like, so, uh, yeah, it's a different world, man. Definitely, definitely different. I'm so I'm so glad that I'm old enough to like not have records of what I was doing at the pretty much the same age that they are because you were doing you know all the kind I of mean? stuff
0: too right you were drinking and doing drugs and doing crazy stuff
1: robbing celebrities yeah. and yeah i mean statute of limitations that was 45 years ago so
0: there's a scene when you when you think of this movie is there a scene in particular that stands out like that you remember as like the scene from the bling ring
1: no but i know what what joey would say would be the scene that he thinks of what
0: scene would he say
1: i think he would say the one where they're, like, trying on clothes and she says, I want to rob.
0: Oh, no, that's not... That's. I mean, that's a great scene. I'm sure he would love that, too. But there's the scene where they're robbing Orgina Patrick's house and there's, like, the external shot... From up above oh, of the yes. glass house. I was,
1: yes, 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 yes. And was it like was this in the trailer or something? I think
0: it's. I think it's just the shot that people remember. But Sofia Coppola. So I remember So it, they yeah, shot that sure. right. And yep. she wanted to get rid of it. She's like, I think that there's there's no dialogue. It's too slow. And the cinematographer who, who passed Sophia? away, Harris Savides, says like. No, you need to keep that in the movie, and that's this is
1: like the best shot, and that's ever, the shot that people yeah.
0: remember because it's just like this, like oh, you see them like it's like a doll's house, like they're just treating it like just like disposable items, right? So I think that's... yeah, and the
1: chor- the choreography of them being in different rooms and like crossing paths and stuff like that, but like only certain rooms being lit. I think that shot's fucking awesome. It's so cool. I, yeah, I w- I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about it. But when I was watching it, I was like, this this is like the shot of this movie. I agree, but I do
0: think that like the Emma Ra- Emma Watson. I want to rob.
1: <laughs> you sound as dumb as Joe, too, right now.
0: I I could 100% tell you which movies they're in. But if you ask me to say their names quickly, I couldn't do it. Yep. What's I think that this is such a departure from Hermione that I think it's got to be refreshing. Like you, we talked about Spring Breakers before, right? About how these Disney yep. starlets break free of what they're trying to do. And I don't know if this is her actively trying to not be Hermione, but I feel like it's an opportunity it's for her best. to not be Hermione.
1: And it's the best option for her. A lot of times, like, um, you watch a movie and you think of someone being, as Joe 2 would say, like Dale Doback, right? Yeah. From Step Brothers, like John C. Riley, like, he's just always Dale Doback to him. But uh, here, I, I think you're 100% right. And, like, the separation is enough that I, I don't watch this movie and think, like, oh, Hermione's playing this right. character. I, I think it's a completely separate thing.
0: So I think that her I want to rob line is so good. Okay, so here you did – you know, Mike, you're the master of impressions. I love when you do the impressions. You just started this episode off with the Cali Cali girl uh, episode – you know, the the Cali girl impression. Yeah, I believe in karma. Karma. Chloe – Claire Julian, the girl who was in The Dark Knight Rises, whatever, was the only cast member from L.A., so she helped the others learn the dialect. So Emma Watson mm. from England, Israel Broussard from Mississippi, Katie Chang from Chicago, and as Joey would tell you, Thaisa Formiga from New Jersey. But yeah. what's interesting to me is that the people, both fans and foes alike, said Emma Watson thought they thought, they thought she did a great job with her accent – but they also said it made her sound Canadian.
1: I don't think so at all. I mean, like, I I, I have a few Canadian friends, and she do, I don't think she sounds Canadian. Like, maybe she's not, like, absolutely polished nailing the valley girl, but she's really close and doesn't lean the Canadian way to me at all.
0: Yeah, I don't hear that either. I just I thought that was interesting when I found that online. It's an
1: interesting fact. Yeah, I wonder who's saying this. Like, are these, like...
0: Says viewers, critics, and fans and non-fans of Emma Watson commended her acting and her perfection of the accent, but also said the same accent dubbed as the quote valley accent made her sound more Canadian. Do you think? But I'm saying I want
1: to know what where these people are from. Oh, I don't know. What is their natural accent or dialect? To was this like? Foreigners or Southerners or Canadian, you know what I mean? Like, who who is hearing this and going like, "Oh, she sounds like us," or "sounds like them," you know? I
0: one hundred percent agree. I don't know. My question to you, and this is probably a, a better question for the guys over at Zach Attack. Do you think she looks like a girl who eats sushi in the valley?
1: I I do. I think they absolutely look like girls that eat sushi in the valley. I think this group of girls is like is who they were making fun of, and we are your friends. Like, not the upper crust. I mean, like, you're right. They're, they're all kind of rich, but they, they seem, like, tacky rich, not, like, rich rich, you
0: know? I wonder how—because I think that's, like, something that's interesting, where, the, like, they're aspiring to be supernaturally wealthy, like the Paris Hiltons of the world, the Louis yes, Lohans yes, yes. of the world, the Audrina Patridges of the world, the Misha Bartons of the world, these people who are, like, known and are wealthy.
1: Super loaded. Big house.
0: And I think that, like, they might be, like— southern california poor but like they live in a big ass house and like you know if they could no the,
1: the one the the one girl like i think the blonde girl when like you see that scene like when the cops are about to show up and there's like the dogs in there and stuff like that like that's a nice fucking house they have like a they have like a housekeeper you know yeah. what i mean like she's she's definitely not poor but at the same time she doesn't have a paris hilton mansion right. full of fucking jewelry and bills and every designer item you could imagine
0: yes oh i wanted i'm gonna want get back this is what i love about the show we just take tangents we just go anywhere it just it, it we're so free we can just be ourselves but what i was saying yes. before was that emma watson with that gotta write that time with that accent like the lines i feel like are even more iconic to use my word for my other show Ooh. they're even more iconic because i feel like number one it's her reminding and the number two i think it's knowingly self-deprecating of this type of character it's like hey dumb valley girls let's take you down a peg but like the thing is like i want to rob or like w- another one of my favorite lines your butt looks awesome just like these like <laughs> very dumb mean everything and nothing at the same time and i just love it like i think that they're so good and i feel like having they her talk play this nonsense
1: role, it's great when when they were in the club and she looks in there she's like oh my god what is she doing and it's like, well, she's dancing in front. Of, you know exactly what she's doing, and it's not even anything spectacular or crazy. But like, the the hyperbole of her being like, "I can't believe she's doing this," is
0: oh my god. Beautifully Jude dumb. Law won't stop texting me. I might yeah, I might yeah. meet up with him later, and then like everyone shits on her. They're like, "Oh yeah, real hot, real tough decision there." And then Tysa Hormiga's like. You sent him like fifty texts. Fifty, yeah,
1: yeah. You you've been harassing this man for a week and a half. Of course, like, and he finally responds. Also, these are mine. Are they accusing Jude Law of of grooming minors? I mean, in this? best
0: case they're eighteen. I don't know what they were in real no. life, but they're probably more sixteen, seven. I mean, they're driving around on their own, right? So like, they're seventeen at least, right? So like, it's not like they're. 14. Well, I don't think they follow
1: rules, Joey. They, so like,
0: Joey, who's Joey?
1: Brian, sorry. Yeah. He's never invited on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think they follow rules, Brian. See, you just got the name mix-up thing. They're always I'm,
0: getting I'm... in trouble over females, Brian. That's what you sounded like yeah. right there. Oh, this was, this was kind of sad, kind of ironic. Emma Watson's wallet was stolen while filming.
1: I... Hope that it was one of the the actual thieves of visiting on set. That would be that cool. would be so sick. I, yeah.
0: I will say similar to that. I thought you were going to go a different direction, but Sofia Coppola got the cast to fake burgle a house to see what mistakes they would make. So she kind of trained them to be better house thieves by fake burgling a house.
1: That's pretty cool. That's pretty. I cool, kind of right? like that actually. I yeah. do
0: like that. Oh. So we're we're going to get to more Sofia Coppola movies down the road but I think my last other note that I found on IMDb or Wikipedia or all these other sites that I read um as I'm you know walking dogs doing research yeah doing research walking dogs is that this is the third film of sofia coppola's to feature pole dancing because they like they're in one of the houses when they're robbing it and they're they're kind of dancing around spinning around the pole like they're not like
1: they're in paris hilton's house with the yeah strip club in the basement or whatever Yeah. yeah
0: so it's you know interesting that sofia coppola keeps putting these in her movies i don't know which ones those are we'll get to those on the show eventually um probably not marie antoinette because that's back in time but maybe lost in translation and maybe somewhere possibly
1: Oh yeah, Lost in Translation definitely has a strip club scene. I, Joe Two has been at the
0: you were the place you, that you were w- talking so much about Joe Two today, it's crazy.
1: I have as many Joe Two facts as you have Joey facts today. I'm telling you, bud.
0: That fa- that's that's fair. Okay, so what are you saying about Joe Two?
1: He he's definitely been to the place that was the strip club in Lost in Translation. Was that
0: on the trip that he booked while drunk because of Tokyo Drift?
1: That's a hundred percent what that was. Cool. Yeah. He's told that story way too many times. It's really annoying.
0: Mike, do you have any other thoughts, any other notes about the bling ring?
1: I had one more tiny note, and it was... How is there not a bling ring doorbell commercial? That like They need to just merge it and be like, see these assholes that just walk into your front door? If you have a ring, like a ring camera and a phone, it'll just buzz your phone while you're out and tell you these assholes are at your front door.
0: Do you think this movie is remembered... Like, I don't know that people remember the original Bling Ring burglars, right? And, like, I don't know that this movie... I think they do. You do?
1: I think that was a story, yeah. Okay. And I think the movie, like, kind of keeps that alive, but it would be, like... And it is kind of the inspiration, like you said, for, like, the, what, making Anna or whatever like that. Yeah. Because there was, like... Hey, man, all of these things were, like, at that weird, like intersection of like the internet exists but it's not vast enough that we have now to like actually be creepy and stop people with like ring cameras sure like you had like enough that they could like take pictures on their phones but like Paris Hilton doesn't know that they're at her house so like
0: it's true it's true
1: but no I do think it's remembered like it'll be it's not going to be like oh this is like a pop culture thing later but there will definitely be a time in Thirty years that somebody's gonna bring up, like when these teenagers were robbing celebrities, and we're gonna be like, oh, like our generation's gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember that, right? Like you we, know?
0: like we just saw, a, like the Alamo Drafthouse had like these revival screenings for Spring Breakers, and I feel like that was like a movement, like people were writing about it and how that predicted things. And I don't know that the, I don't know that this movie's gonna have the same legacy. And that's not a knock on Sofia Coppola. We love Sofia Coppola here. I think she's a great filmmaker. You think she's a great filmmaker. We, we're not saying Sofia Coppola. We know that you're listening. Please come on the show. I think that this movie just did a great job of i think what you're saying of capturing a moment but i don't know that this movie will be remembered in the same way that other movies like i think this helped build a 24 but it didn't if it was only this kind of movie i don't know that it would have been but like it's it's additive it's not like the standout though
1: yeah i can agree with that i think you're right
0: mike what do you want to plug what do you got going on you got a million other shows in the network or do you have other shows that you're 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 a fan of that you want to talk about
1: i mean monsters that made us Mm-hmm. We probably have a new episode coming out soon. Um,
0: well, I think it probably I, just I came don't... out because it comes out the last Friday of every month, as you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, that exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: What movie was that? Did um, you talk about?
1: It was a monster movie. I don't want to spoil it here. I'm going to save it. Very just smart. Just go check it out over really on smart. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just go check it out on that feed. Um, you know, just and then just living life, drinking coffee over here. You know.
0: Cool. Are you a fan of any podcasts on the network?
1: No, I pretty much hate all of them
0: cool yeah that's what i thought too well you can check me out at high school slumber party i put out episodes every four or five or six weeks i'm not sure exactly when um, <laughs> i know that people write to me saying that we missed the old show they missed the old Kanye, and i just say hey it'll come back
1: it's it's, it's summer break It's spring break
0: yeah spring break it's it's april now happy april mike 420 coming up soon do you have any plans
1: you know what i'm doing
0: i sure do you know, you know what we send at the, say at the end of every episode.
1: Leave the podcast.
0: Take the cannoli. This
1: is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend. The end of our love. of everything that stands the end no safety or no surprise the end I'll